carries the scriptures best. It'll be up on the screen for you if you want to follow along there. We're going to read today verses 15 through 20. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. So do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts, giving thanks to God the Father at all times and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Okay, I want you to sing along with me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to respond some. Are you all okay with that? And uh, if you're listening to us live stream today and, and wherever you are, you've got to sing along too, okay? This is a song that's kind of an old song, and if you know it, then I want you to sing it with me. Are you ready? Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. Yes, you did a good job. Most of you know that. And you know that this month we're counting our blessings. Last week we counted the blessings of all the saints. And we remembered those people who were a special influence to us and how they were so important in our lives. And we lit candles for those who had died since last year. And I ask you to think about two questions. One is, who are your saints? Who are those people who were there for you? And if your saints are still alive, I hope you've been thinking about them, and I hope that you call them. Give them a phone call, send them a card, and tell them how important they are to you. And then the second question I ask you to ask, whose saints are you? Okay? Because, you know, these little ones that we're counting our blessings, they need us to be there for them, just like someone was there for us. Okay? I hope that all of us will be somebody else's blessing that they count when they count their blessings, right? That's what I hope today. So today, uh, we're counting our blessings and the blessing of music, of psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. That little song that we sing, Count Your Blessings, what a happy little song that is. But you know, we could just as easily have sung that song in a minor key because sometimes... What God has done doesn't seem like much of a blessing at the time. Sometimes life is hard. So what do you do when what God has done doesn't seem like a blessing at the time? You might just, you might just write a psalm if you're in that situation. Um, we have a lot of psalms, and I'm so thankful that these psalms are, are, are in our Bible and that we use them. A psalm is just a song or a poem that's used in worship. And when I count the things that I'm thankful for, I always count the psalms. There's something about the psalms. There's something about them that speaks to me in a deep way I can't even fully describe. Uh, one of the, the great Protestant reformers, John Calvin, put it this way. The psalms are an anatomy of all the parts of the soul. There is not an emotion of which anyone can be conscious that is not represented in the Psalms as in a mirror. When we
when we open the book of Psalms and look in there, we see ourselves, don't we? We see ourselves because the Psalms are cries of the heart. That's what they are. Sometimes it comes out as a song. Sometimes that heart's cry comes out as a song. We sang a song in celebration service this morning upstairs called How Glorious. That is a reflection of Psalm 66. The song that we're about to sing uh, at the close of this service, hymn number 160, is a song that comes from Psalm 20. As a matter of fact, if you look in the back of your hymnal, sometimes there is a section, there's an index in there that's a cross-reference to the hymns and the, uh, the scriptures. And I've counted, just eyeballing it, 62 different hymns that we have in our hymnal that come from the Psalms. It's amazing. It's amazing how sometimes our heart's cry comes out as a psalm and we end up singing it. Sometimes our heart's cry comes out as a prayer and we end up groaning it, moaning it, shouting it sometimes. Um, and the psalms are, are like that too. When I was a young preacher and I was wanting to learn all that I could about praying, I still want to know all I can about praying, but I went to a prayer school. There was uh, an older United Methodist preacher named Alton Paris. If you've been around here a long time, you might know Brother Alton. He was pastor at East Gadsden back in East Gadsden's heyday. Uh, just a fine, fine man, and he's, he's up in his 90s now in poor health, but he's a member of my mom's uh, home church, and she sees him uh, every, every uh, first Sunday of the month. He makes sure that he comes because he wants to do two things. He wants to take communion, and he wants to give his tithe. Brother Alton is still there. And Brother Alton was teaching uh, a school of prayer, and he's the first one that taught me the, the acronym ACTS in connection with prayer, ACTS. Have any of y'all ever heard that in connection with prayer about how to, all of the elements of prayer. You know, prayer is not just our shopping list that we give to God. It's not always just gimme, 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 Lord, or help me, help me, help me. Uh, there are different elements to prayer. ACTS describes them. A stands for adoration. Thanking God for who God is. C is for confession. We know about confession, don't we? T is for thanksgiving. And S is for supplication. That's when we take our needs and the needs of those we love and lift them up to God. All of these different elements are part of prayer. And as I was sitting in that school and I was listening to Brother Alton, I thought, okay, well, I know what supplications are. I, I take my needs to God all the time. I know what Thanksgiving is. I know what confession is. Well, I've got some things I need to confess right now as I was thinking that, you know. But I was thinking adoration. And I raised my hand. I said, Brother Alton, I, what if I don't know what to say for adoration? What if I just don't have words? And he said, no problem. If you don't know what to pray, turn to the Psalms. And I want to say that to you today. There may be times that you don't know what to pray. You, you can't find the words. Well, turn to the prayer book. Turn to Psalms. If you don't know what to say in adoration and thanksgiving, read Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with what choir? Singing, yes. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that has made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with what church? Thanksgiving. And his courts with what church? 
praise. Do you know that? Did you know that's a prayer? It's a prayer of adoration and thanksgiving. If you want to read a prayer of confession, that's the most profound, heart-wrenching prayer of confession, read Psalm 51 where David prays, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Is after this whole episode with Bathsheba, and he was confronted, and he wrote Psalm 51. So the point is, whatever you're going through, there's a psalm in here that expresses it. There's a psalm that expresses your heart's cry, no matter what it is. Even if it's this, even if it's, How long, O Lord? Will you hide yourself forever? You ever felt like that? God, are you even up there? Are you answering my prayer? Are you hiding? That's the way the psalmist felt sometimes. So we're thankful for psalms. And then when I count my blessings, I'm also thankful for him. I'm thankful for him. Now, the difference between a psalm and a hymn is this. Psalms are just hymns that have been added to the Hebrew canon of Scripture that we have in, in our Bibles. The psalm would be hymns that Jesus and his disciples sang. Did you know that Jesus sang hymns with his disciples? We know in Matthew chapter 26, when the disciples and Jesus left the upper room, they were, it says they went to the Mount of Olives and they sang, they sang a hymn. Uh, well, it would have been one of the psalms that they sang. I don't know which one. But it would have been one of the psalms they sang when they gathered it uh, together any time when they would go to the temple, when they would process toward the temple. Hymns are songs that honor God and give adoration to God and give worship to God. And I know that you've got your favorite hymns. I do too. Do you have a favorite hymnal? I brought mine today. It's this one. It's this little brown Coatsbury hymnal. Any of y'all ever sing out of this little brown book? This one in particular is special to me because, you know, um, I don't know if they still do it, but when we used to have hymnals, we would try to get more hymnals, or we needed some new ones to get people. They had this little sticker in the front where you'd get it in memory or honor of somebody. This one is from me and my sister. This is from my home church. It's from me and my sister. It's in memory uh, of my fraternal grandmother and grandfather. Um, and I still sing out of this. Even if I have to sing by myself, I sing out of this. You have your favorite hymns. They're special to you. Hymns are poems. They're poems that can stand on their own with or without music. And you know what? They're not just responsible for helping us lift us up in worship and for inspiring our hearts. But it's through the hymns of the church that we learn our theology. You know, if you were in the early church and you didn't have the privilege of going to school and learning to read, how are you going to learn your theology if you can't read? You might learn it through a circuit-riding preacher who comes to town and tells you something and preaches and teaches, or you might learn it from singing a Charles Wesley hymn. He might even sneak it into one of your favorite Christmas songs. Like, Hark the Herald, Angel Sing. Are you ready to start singing these great songs again? I, I'm just a little bit ready. 
Hark the Herald, Angels Sing. Listen, just, just, I mean, I know you're singing it in your head right now. But listen to the words. This is verse 2. This is verse 2. Christ by highest heaven adored. Christ the everlasting Lord. Late in time behold him come. Offspring of a virgin's womb. Veiled in flesh the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity. Pleased with us in flesh to dwell. Jesus our Emmanuel. That's not just beautiful lyrical poetry. It's theology. It's theology. And what you sing you remember, right? Now be honest. When you're trying to alphabetize something, do you not still sing the ABC song? I know you do, even if you don't admit it. What you sing, you remember. That's why the hymns are so important. So I count hymns when I count my blessings. When I count my blessings, I'm also thankful for that third one, spiritual songs. Psalms and hymns and spiritual psalms. Three different kinds of music that honor God. Three totally different words in Ephesians chapter 5. And I'll bet you, I'll bet you can figure these Greek words out. Uh, the Greek word psalmos would be psalms, right? Okay. The Greek word hymnos would be hymns. Do you know what the word for spiritual songs is? It's ode. O-D-E, like the ode to Billy Joe. <laughs> you know the one that jumped off the Tallahassee Bridge? You know him. <laughs> so an ode is a, is a poem about someone or something that you can sing. In this case, it's about God. A spiritual song is just an ode. It's one that we like. There's a, one of my favorite little odes these days. Uh, is, is all about believing what God says about us instead of believing all these other voices and all this other static that we hear around us. And instead of believing how we might feel at the time, and it's by Lauren Daigle, and this is the chorus of it. Uh, she sings, You say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. You say I am strong when I think I am weak. You say I'm held when I am falling short, when I don't belong. You say I am yours, and I believe what you say of me. Have any of y'all ever heard that song, that Lauren Daigle song? And listen, you might have heard it sung upstairs in our, our celebration service. You might have heard it on Christian radio, and you might have heard it on secular radio because this song is being played this song is on the secular billboard chart because it's so powerful and it speaks to so many people who have such negative voices that are telling them all of these things about themselves and they need to hear you say I am loved when I don't feel a thing they need to hear that and listen they're hearing it I was on I don't know what store I was in I don't even know what store. I could guess all the stores because I only go to a certain number of stores. Played over the speakers. You know where they played the music. I don't know what they call it these days. This song was being played while I was going through buying whatever I was buying in the store. That song, I was thinking, wait a minute. I know that song. It's one of my favorite little odes. 
It's a spiritual psalm, and it's got a powerful message. Spiritual psalms come in a variety of different packages, sometimes from unexpected sources. Spiritual psalms cut across every kind of musical genre that you can imagine. And I'm going to do a little test for you, and I know you're going to do great at it because you're just that kind of people. I can see you just got gold stars by your name. You're just you're going to do well on this because uh, I'm going to read some lyrics out, and I want you to respond back and tell me, choir, y'all are going to play this too. I want you to tell me who sang this song. It's a spiritual song. Now, it may also be a country song. Any country music fans out there? Okay, then tell me who sings this. Oh, and I'm going to warn you. If you don't shout out the person's name, then I'm, I'm going to read the lyrics, but if you don't call out their name, I'm going to start singing the lyrics, and you don't want that. Okay, so you ready? Okay, who sings this? Jesus, take the wheel, take it from my hands. Oh, man, I wanted to sing that one, too. Yes, Miss Carrie Underwood. Okay, rock and roll fans, who sings this? I believe in the kingdom come, then all the colors will bleed into one, bleed into one, and yes, I'm still running. You broke the bonds. I'm about to start singing. Loose the chains, carried the cross <coughs> of my shame, of my shame. No YouTube fans out there? Okay, that's Bono. I thought some of the choir would listen to you too. All right, this is, a, this is from one of our folk singers who did a Christian album you may not even know about. It goes like this. You may be an ambassador to England or France. You may like to gamble. You may like to dance. You may be the heavyweight champion of the world. You may be a socialite with a long string of pearls, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed. You're going to have to serve somebody. It may be the devil. It may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Bob Dylan, does that sound familiar, y'all? Yeah, Bob Dylan. Okay. Now, if any of my uh, 70s rock and roll fans are out here, because do not make me sing this, because I promise you I will. Jesus, he's my friend. Jesus, he's my friend. He took me by the hand. Led me far from this land. Who said? Doobie Brothers. <laughs> Jesus is just all right with me. How about you? He's just all right. Okay, now this next one, you do get an extra gold star because this one comes from the, the genre of rap. And um, I, don't, I don't normally rap when I preach, but today I'm going to make a, an exception. So, um, so let's, let's see who gets this one. Tell me who, tell me who um, wrote this. Every time I look up, I see God's faithfulness, and it shows just how much he is miraculous. I can't keep it to myself. I can't sit here and be still. Everybody I will tell till the whole world is healed. I know God is alive, yeah. He has opened my vision, given me a revelation. This ain't about dead religion. <laughs> Anybody? Kanye. Yeah, thank you. You know what the number one album on the the rap charts is? 
Kanye West made an album called Jesus is King. And y'all, I am not going to excuse Kanye West's behavior ever for the things that he has done that has just been crazy. But the man is singing about Jesus right now, and it's just all right with me. People are coming to the Lord through his music. He's lifting up Jesus, and when Jesus is lifted up, then people get drawn. People get drawn. Look, it may not be your cup of tea. It may not be the kind of music. It may not be the spiritual songs that you like, but it lifts up Jesus. Do you know what Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez have in common? Besides, I didn't know they were. Are they dating? Someone said in the last service they're dating. If they are, more power to you. But besides being pop stars that our children and grandchildren listen to, you know what they have in common? They grew up singing in church. And now, if you go to one of their concerts, huge crowd of people out there, Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez both sing at some point in the concert a worship song. They will sing a worship song at their concert, and the people will sing with them. It's almost like you go to a concert and you get a little bit of church in there, too. And listen, I don't excuse any pop star's behavior, but they're singing about Jesus. And spiritual songs come in all shapes, forms, and sizes. I'm thankful for all of them. You know why? Because music moves me. Does it you? It just, it moves me. I can't explain it. You know, scientists tell us that our brains are just wired to respond to music. Even, even stroke patients who have lost their verbal function can have their verbal function stimulated by music to the point that you can visit a stroke patient who may not be able to talk to you, but if you start singing one of their songs, they might just start singing with you. I can't explain it. Scientists probably can't. I can't explain it. It's the science of music. I'm not good in science, but I'm going to keep on singing. I'm going to keep on singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. I'm going to keep on making melodies to the Lord in my heart. I'm going to keep on giving thanks to God the Father at all times for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to keep on counting my blessings. Let's pray. How thankful we are, Lord, when we consider all that you have done. How thankful we are for the song, for inspiring someone to write it down. How thankful we are for the talent of music and that someone could put a tune with that song. And that years and years afterwards, it could still move us. It could still turn our hearts toward you. And Lord, help us. Maybe when we're down to remember psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. When we're celebrating to remember psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. 
when we need a little boost to remember psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and to be thankful. In Jesus' name, amen. Now we're going to sing this closing hymn, which comes directly from the psalms.